You are listening to Open Science Talk, the podcast about open science. My name is uh, Per Pipinaspos, uh, and in this episode, I am joined by Kim Hoipen, uh, manager of a national program on recognition and rewards of academics in the Netherlands. I should stress at the outset that uh, in contrast to previous episodes in this series, this recording has not been done in a studio. So, welcome to this online video call, uh, Kim Hoipen. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you very much. I'm really honored to be speaking with you. Thank you, and the same. Um, because the Netherlands is a country where many people look to in terms of open science. And mm-hmm. two years ago, you launched what we might call a roadmap or a position paper for a new system of research assessment mm-hmm. within academic institutions in the Netherlands in particular. And this paper is known as Making Room for everyone's talent. Um, Before we dive into the key aspects of this uh, position paper, I'd like us to take one step back. Mm -hmm. So why is research assessment such an important thing? And how does it relate to open science? Could you share some general thoughts on that first? Yes, of course. And I think... um... Well, one, one step back from my point of view is that our position paper room for everyone's talent um, um, is a little bit broader than research assessment. Um, so, um, yeah, what we see in academia is that there is a mismatch uh, between what we deem important in academic work and where we reward our academic staffs for. So careers depend heavily on research performance being measured by a limited number of criteria. Uh, And well, why we think um, we should write this position paper room for everyone's talent, because we think we need a better balance in how we recognize and reward academics to help us achieve excellent education, research, impact and leadership, as well as the highest level of patient care uh, in our university hospitals. Uh, And yes, this relates to open science because open science and the modernization of the system of career assessment are strongly intertwined. And uh, some people, some people working on uh, or in our program recognition and rewards in the Netherlands uh, see that the modernization of recognition and rewards in academia is part of the open science agenda. So um, that, um, um, that, that open access publishing, fair data and code involving the public in setting up uh, research agendas or doing research, research themselves. That's that's the that's the broader umbrella, and um, uh, modernizing the system of, of recognition and rewards is part of that umbrella. Um, uh, but I think others see it as the other way around. Um, but I think we all agree that it's very important to recognize um, uh, output. Uh, uh, open access publishing, that we should recognize uh, fair data and code uh, and involving the public to really make a step in uh, in the open science agenda. So what you're saying is that other things done before have to be recognized in a proper way. Is that so? Because in previous times, perhaps this citizen science was not 
deemed important. It was deemed important just to, to make as many research papers as you possibly could get published mm -hmm. in, in top journals. So, so it relates to a broader spectrum of research activities, am I right in, in that sense? Yeah, it relates to a broader spectrum of research activities, but um, um, it's, our agenda relates actually to also a broader spectrum of career opportunities for uh, academics. So uh, what we um, what our ambition is to create more uh, differentiation in um, career paths for academics, because we think that um, a scientist with a talent in teaching or a talent in uh, outreach, uh, working together uh, with society or with industry, um, um, or uh, high quality leaders, uh, there should be different career options um, uh, for these people. And uh, we should say goodbye to this one size fits all model of a scientist, uh, which is uh, publishing in the right journals, um, um, getting grants, and then um, getting another step in your career. So there we need, um, in science, we need different talents and we need them to work together in um, in diverse teams. Uh, and we think in the Netherlands that this will bring science uh, further. And this is also what's expected from us uh, from society. Uh, so we can we think that we can only um, give the answers um, from science uh, where which are very important uh, for society, very important agendas, if we work together in uh, diverse teams with, uh, with a diverse spectrum uh, of talents. Yeah, let me try to get a grip on this because you, you talk about working in teams. So, so mm -hmm. if, if I were to set up a, a research lab, for instance, um, mm -hmm. and I needed a team of researchers to, to make research there and find out new breaking news, <laughs> new, new, uh, new, new stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I would set up a team and, and the way people have recruited people for such a team in the past, which is now mm -hmm. changing, uh, uh, they would look for sort of the top researchers, those that are able to publish in the top international journals with the highest uh, possible journal impact factor. And that has been sort of the, the standard procedure of recruiting a, an international team of researchers to work in a lab for, for uh, some years when this mm -hmm. uh, research progress is going on. And I've heard the analogy made between that and a football team, like a European football, uh, you, you need a team with a goalkeeper, midfielders, uh, defense, and you need strikers uh, to score the goals. Uh, mm -hmm. But the way people have recruited in the past has been only to looking at the, the, the top goal scorers, so to speak, mm -hmm. without having this diverse team that you speak of. Um, yes, yes. And, and I've heard this an analogy indeed before also from, from several players in the, well, players in, the, in, this, in this Dutch program on recognition rewards. Um, so yes, I like the analogy, but I but I also think that although we are probably looked for and selected um, the strikers or the, or the 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 players in the football team that um, that make the goals, we already have teams with uh, a diverse range of talents, uh, and it's 
um, I think it's very important to, um, I'm, I'm not a football player myself, so I hope I use the correct words, but um, um, it, I think we think that it's important to uh, all the uh, uh, players in the defense to recognize um, that what they do. And, and I think these, these, these type of um, uh, these type of scientists, for example, the people who work with um, um, with big data sets, who prepare these data sets, uh, who share these data sets, uh, they don't feel recognized for their work, although it's so important to get this uh, publication um, or the work they do. So. Um, yes, I agree with you that in, in nowadays or in the past, we we mostly selected um, um, the people who made the who made the goals. Um, there are already a lot of other talents in these teams in academia, and 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 these people really deserve to um, get recognized for their talent and their part in um, in the process in the scientific process. Yeah, and to get recognition for it and um, is it also to get career opportunities that would not have been open to these uh, lower profile players in in the research lab in the past like could we envisage that the system of um, of assessing candidates for a, a postdoc position would change so much that others that would have been quite certain that they would get the job uh, a postdoc position would now lose would that be fair that uh, others who haven't really published internationally, but only in hyphens then uh, taken care of a research data sets and, uh, and, um, or social media activities who haven't mm -hmm. really participated in the, in the research, uh, in, in, the, in the, the, the really the hard work of research uh, that they get uh, a recognition they shouldn't have? Well, I, 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 understand this concern and and uh, i think it's really important also in in the culture change we're we're we strive for that um um well the academics themselves share their concerns um so it, it's really really important that there's these type of questions are discussed and are, are discussed within um the academic community but i think what my answer would be is that it it depends on the role in the team of such a uh, scientist. So I think it would not be fair to select someone um, who teaches a lot. So uh, um, a scientist with with um, pretty much teaching uh, hours um, um, on only on um, um, his or her uh, publications because if a scientist gets a role within a team to teach it would be very important to um, select someone based on uh, um, his or her teaching skills um, at least um, um, and certainly not only based on research skills um, so, so it depends on. I would say it depends on the team. It depends on the uh, the profile of this role uh, and the other members uh, of the team. If it would be fair to uh, select someone on other um, indicators or criteria 
um, then on um, yeah, what we tend to use like publications and publication in certain journals. Right. Um, how then, how should one build a CV now then in this period of transition? I mean, it's, it's easy to make a publication list. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's quite uniform um, and, and, uh, and uh, it's not hard to, to make a list of what you've published. Uh, also, you can add some things that are works in progress and so on, but they are also easy to list at least. And you can also add the, the manuscript uh, perhaps to the application if that's allowed. So that, uh, but how do you document what you've done in terms of teaching, in terms of outreach activities and so on? Do you have a special quiz system for that in the Netherlands uh, or where, where, where should I sort of register? Um, 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 no, we, do, we don't have a uh, specific quiz system yet or uh, don't have a specific system uh, to register everything you do. And I think it's also, um open for dialogue if if that would be needed because it's it's cannot be i think the um um the answer to a lot of questions that we that there would be more bureaucracy um uh, in this new idea of recognizing and and rewarding talents uh so one of the um I would say steps uh, that that were made in the Netherlands is that our funders, um, NWO and Zon and Wee, they um, are now using a narrative CV format for their talent programs. And the narrative CV is based on the premise that there's no ideal type of researcher. Uh, so different research projects require varying talents and, and the narrative format allows applicants to highlight their own academic profile without being limited to a prescribed questions and criteria. So um, no, it's not the idea that, that there would be a new, um, complete format um, with new uh, boxes that can be ticked, that can be ticked. But yeah, that is that the new idea is is more flexible and um, and and there's more room for plurality in uh, CVs. It, it really depends on the motivation um, and talents of a um, scientist um, uh, herself or himself. So you need to make a narrative CV, and that's uh, you, uh, that that's doable, I guess, for most of us. That we can reflect on what we've done in our careers so far, and and pick up some highlights, and perhaps see tell how I reflect. How do I go about my teaching? How do I go about my my other activities? Things mm -hmm. like that. Um, but how then for a committee, if you get two hundred applicants for a postdoc, and and you get all these narratives. Uh, like in the past, then uh, you could uh, you could look at the journal impact factor, for instance, and pick out mm -hmm. the ones that uh, like the strikers. That, as you said, the analogy is is not mine. It's it's been used several times before by others. But if you pick out um, that, that's that's easy. And you, you can all you can do it with almost mathematical um, methodology, right? How to find a methodology to go through. 200 narratives <laughs> yeah and that's that's a really important question and and i cannot give you the the answer yet and that's and and that might be frustrating for a lot of people um but 
well, we really think that we should not have this answer ready right now. That is, that is really part of a dialogue. And it's really important that these type of concerns and questions and dilemmas are shared uh, within the academic community. Um, and um, yeah, these type of questions are, are really important and uh, scientists themselves should be able to um, influence uh, how they are assessed. But yes, there is a dialogue going on about, especially this, I think this question. Um, and um, I think one of the answers is, is that no one ever said that um, assessing quality is easy. Uh, so it is really difficult to um, to assess quality in science and to assess um, uh, a scientist. Um, and I think, um, but there are a lot of people who, who think about this differently. But but I think that what we did use um, was not objective as well. So. Um, there are a lot of issues with the journal impact factor and with using uh, uh, metrics like the H index. So that's also a analogy that, which is not mine. Um, but if you look for your keys under a um, under a um, streetlight, you will find your keys only if 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 they're in the streetlight if it's dark outside. Um, so. Yeah, so the idea of quality is became quite similar with a high H index or publishing in, in journals with a high journal impact factor, which is a quite narrow uh, qualification and which is also, um, yeah, like I like I just mentioned, there are a lot of issues with with using especially these these metrics. Um, so yeah, that what what assessment committees did in the past, it felt objective and and maybe mathematical, but it it actually wasn't. Right. Um, so the best practice then uh, on on how to do this, it can vary a little bit, I guess, between disciplines. Uh, but also, you can have somebody who who finds sort of a best practice that uh, that really works. Uh, yeah, sharing good practices um, and sharing sharing experiences and learning points and, and dilemmas. That that's really key to um, how we are working in the Netherlands uh, at the moment. So um, we build a a program, and every uh, university and research institute have their own uh, committee on uh, recognition and rewards. And on in all these institutions. There are now experiments and there are dialogues and, and people are discussing, um, um, yeah, good practices and, um, and, and dilemmas. And on a national level, we, um, we are sharing this with, um, with meetings with, with people involved, um, meetings with the chairs of these committees, meetings with the, with the project leads. Um, we have a, a newsletter. So um, um, you can um, join our newsletter and then every now and then uh, you'll receive some of these good practices. Um, we, uh, we try to be active on social media. 
and not only with sharing content, content, but also really with with listening, uh, listening to the to to dialogues that are going on um, on social media. So you could follow our our social media um, channels and learn about some um, good practices. Um, uh, and of course, I'll share uh, other practices from other countries. That's that's of course very important as well for us to to learn what's going on in other countries. Uh, and we organize um, um, some online meetings. So in February there will be a, a recognitionary awards festival. There was one last year. You can um, you can watch the the videos from that conference. So we also really really try to share what we are doing. Uh, online and also for the international community because it's it's so important to work together on this subject not only in the Netherlands but also internationally because uh, careers in academia they are international and um, so it's not I'm I'm really really happy with this invitation uh, from Norway and it's it's really important to well find the people who work on these on these subjects and. Um, yeah, make a move together. Right. With this um, piece of advertisement, we'll make sure to have some links on the abstract of this podcast episode. Um, I should also uh, like to, at the end, uh, just uh, point to the Muning Conference on Scholarly Publishing, which is taking place now in the middle of November 2021. Um, uh, so uh, in case you miss the conference as such, you can always watch uh, recording of the various presentations including Kim Hoypens uh, mm -hmm. online after the conference or so we'll share the video afterwards. So um, with this I think it only remains to say thank you very much for coming to this podcast Kim. Yeah and, and thank you very much for this invitation and um, yeah I hope to meet more and more people working on this um, yeah, what we think in the Netherlands uh, a very important uh, topic of recognitionary awards in academia. This podcast is produced by the University Library at UIT, the Arctic University of Norway. Thanks for listening.